Hi, it's Corey Chambers in Los Angeles. Your home sold, guaranteed, or I'll buy it. Today we're going to talk some more about the uh, fun, excitement, the doom and gloom, and uh, all aspects of economics, the most entertaining aspects of economics, which is uh, uh, on YouTube these days, you can find quite a number of people who are like Warren Buffett, always a permeable, always touting how strong the United States economy is, how strong the uh, future of the stock market is, how positive business is. And then you can also find people that are perma bears who are always talking about how bad things are how screwed up the economy is, how it's getting worse and worse, how it's all going to explode. So I don't um, care if I'm a perma-bear or a perma-bull or moderate. What I care about is being accurate and also being actionable. Accurate meaning getting things right, getting to the truth, not lying to people, not being lied to, and being able to tell the difference. So that's what we're going to talk about today is how to do that because when it comes to economics, most people are not very good at it. Uh, and those who have a little bit of interest usually are not too good. They usually leave it up to the politicians, which is... Uh, a problem because politicians, most of them don't have a background in business or economics. Uh, so um, we d- there are issues, there are major issues, and there are great things about the economy. So that's what we're going to talk about. What have people been talking about? Where are they talking about it? And um, what's really happening with the economy? Uh, I get asked that a lot as a real estate broker in Los Angeles who talks to a a much larger number of people than most brokers speak to. And we get up to sometimes over 100 calls a day uh, asking for help to buy lofts and sell houses, um, help people rent places that they can afford help people rent places that are uh, many thousands, tens of thousands of dollars a month for rent sometimes. So we get all aspects of what's really going on here in Los Angeles. And of course, we also pay attention. I pay great attention to what's going on in, across the United States where we've, you know, we, we, we get paid. We, we, do, we refer people to other agents who use... Uh, the same system that we use across the country. So we're very familiar with what's going on in real estate across the country. We also do dealings in in business and uh, commercial and a lot of properties that are in between residential and commercial, which is what I specialize in. So uh, I've done every type of investment myself and uh, The most important thing is uh, it's hard to predict the future and 
as the experts in the financial industry uh, say that the past results do not necessarily indicate future returns or future results, which is very true, but then you have to ask the question, what else is there to go by? And often the past results is uh, the most important indicator. It should not be the only indicator of future results, but past results along with other factors um, are the, uh, the main way to build the expectations of what's gonna, of what an investment is going to, to do or not do. So let's start off by talking about the amazingly exciting financial results that people are having today and also the disasters that are happening and the disasters that are looming, that are about to happen. So you, uh, when you hear those perma bears like uh, Max Kaiser, I bel- from what I've seen as a perma bear, but uh, a lot of people I've been listening to lately are perma bears. In fact, most people are uh, bearish right now, which means they're, <clears throat> they're not excited about where the economy is going to be in 2020. Uh, very few people are excited about that that's why the good economic data that like Trump likes to spout out and other people like to spout Warren Buffett and so forth is uh, sort of that's all sort of um, that's a lot of that's going to go away very soon some of it already has and uh, it's a lot of it is based on inertia uh, the economy, economics, it's great if people can study both physics and economics, but how many people do you know who have studied economics and physics? Probably zero. Uh, I don't know anyone who studied them except um, me, who's not an expert in economics and not an expert in physics. Uh, I would have to classify myself as well above average in education in both of those. So uh, as a, uh, educa- a very educated layman in economics and physics is, is what I am. So that's where, and also someone who's experienced in, in that and someone who is sort of a jack of all trades in, in, in a lot of areas. So, now, when knowing who to listen to, when they're talking about how great things are, how terrible things are, it's good to, if you can actually look at their past. Some people, like, you can Google Max Kaiser from many years ago, and I believe you pretty much always see him saying negative things. So when the stock market is roaring, when the economy in general is roaring, Max Kaiser, he's still talking about all the bad things about the economy and about how negative things are in the future. And uh, most of those things that he says are true. It's just that you still have to look at the whole big picture and the small picture and uh, all aspects, all facets of it. So um, that's how I listen to Max Kaiser is um, I kind of listen to him number one as entertainment number two is he does have a lot of 
insights into certain facets of the economy, such as he was one of the first to point out that Bitcoin would be huge, that the um, U.S. dollar and other currencies, other fiat currencies, would eventually suffer uh, largely in part because of Bitcoin and, and other cryptocurrencies. The reason is because uh, money is leaking from the U.S. dollar and all the other currencies. It's leaking out and leaking into cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Ripple, and all the other cryptocurrencies, most of which uh, we have to call shit coins because um, shit coins is spelled uh, S-H exclamation point T coins. That's how I spell shit coins. S-H exclamation point T coins. So um, the reason that's uh, probably the most valuable thing in this recording right now is to know why are Bitcoin, Ripple, and uh, Ethereum um, good cryptocurrencies and why are all the other dozens, hundreds, thousands of miscellaneous cryptocurrencies why am I calling all of them shitcoin even Litecoin, even Bitcoin Cash uh, I'm calling all that shitcoins even though those are very popular the reason is because just from what I've seen and I've seen a lot when you get on the internet and look at a lot of applications, you'll see that there are many, many hundreds or thousands of websites and applications that require Bitcoin. Okay? Uh, so a lot of those other cryptocurrencies can do a lot of the things that Bitcoin can do. But when you have, uh, when Bitcoin is required to do something important, such as um, to uh, on you know Coinbase on some of the um, gambling entertainment websites and so forth. You'll see that Bitcoin is actually required by many of them. They don't. A lot of them don't take dollars. A lot of them don't accept dollars. And even things that you even things that even things that. Um, are related to Bitcoin, you often need Bitcoin to to purchase um, com some computer hardware. If the computer hardware can be used to mine Bitcoin, you often cannot pay for it in dollars. You often have to pay for it in Bitcoin. So, and that's just one example out of thousands of where you must use Bitcoin. So, and then Ripple, if you're doing a certain banking applications, you must use Ripple because some banks and banking applications and banking and finance related companies are doing business with Ripple. So, Ripple's got to be involved in that case. Another one, my favorite and um, slightly hated cryptocurrency at the moment, but sort of number one in in application is Ethereum. Ethereum has lots of applications where you must pay for it in Ethereum or if not Ethereum they'll make you pay for it in Bitcoin 
but then to use the application, it's all, it actually uses the Ethereum in the application. One of those that you may have heard of is a little collectible game called CryptoKitties. Now, CryptoKitties is the sort of a type of, crypt- of cryptocurrency, and it's also uh, sort of a, an online game as well. So, cryptocurrencies is all based on Ethereum. It's paid for with Ethereum. When you sell your CryptoKitties, you receive Ethereum. And it actually uses... Uh, the Ethereum is part and parcel. It's part of the whole game. In other words, the CryptoKitties are... Um, a lot of the calculations are related to the types of calculations that are going on um, during mining or during the other processes where the payments are actually processed. So for Ethereum, I don't know all the details of those. I barely know the important details of of Bitcoin. Uh, So... Come... No... As usual, I'm walking my dog here at in Los Angeles. Today we are again at Rio de Los Angeles Park. And uh, my dog is an aggressive chihuahua mix. He's just a little bit bigger than the average chihuahua, but uh, he feels that he needs to get very aggressive when he sees bigger dogs. He has to put on a a display and if the big dogs are aggressive it's, it's a bad combination and those two big dogs were were aggressive they were trying to uh, they were trying very hard to launch and if they were being walked by someone who was smaller they very, they very well or someone who wasn't paying attention they could get away and attack my dog when they see that my dog wants to uh, basically wants to fight or at least wants to uh, have a, a showdown mentally, a mental showdown, if not a physical showdown. So um, back to <clears throat> how to know if a perma bear or a perma bull, someone who's telling you positive things or negative things, how do you know if they're telling the, the truth and if they are um, reliable, if they know what they're talking about? If you should listen to them. Well, of course, anything financial, you have to take a grain of salt, especially if that person is in any way making money off of any aspect of what they're talking about. Like Max Kaiser talks, you know, he owns Bitcoin. He, he uh, like owns or controls uh, his own cryptocurrency, Max Coin. There's lots of uh, wabbits running around, huh? Okay, we're not going to chase the wabbits. We're going to let them eat. Let them eat dinner. Okay. Uh, so I, uh, I was just listening to one guy. I don't, don't even know his name. But he gave a lot of information, a lot of opinions about how terrible everything is. I'm actually hearing a lot of that because I'm into economics and I'm listening to these people. So there are some channels that have had... Uh, very, very, very successful people, millionaire, multimillionaires, and uh, many billionaires. So Warren Buffett's the billionaire who's usually a perma 
bull, but there are billionaires who are perma bears, or at least who have lately been talking about how bad the debt is in the United States and how bad the, especially how bad the Federal Reserve is, uh, because there are certain things the Federal Reserve does and that they fail to do, which are quite horrendous and very damaging. First of all, they say, some of them say that the Federal Reserve is basically built on a lie. So being built on a lie is, um, you know, being built on a lie is uh, something that uh, is, uh, I believe, is true. Uh, Federal Reserve, if you read that, the Federal Reserve is neither federal nor reserve. Uh, and the things that it does is quite unhelpful, such as um, uh, basically lowering interest rates when they when the interest rates should be raised, and the the way that the Federal Reserve has been re- artificially reducing interest rates, and uh, just buying all these um, securities and stuff. Um, it leads to number one, a depletion in in savings. So savings accounts are going down, down, down. The interest on those savings accounts is going down, down, down. So people who used to be able to live off of the interest from their savings can no longer do that. So that's a major problem. That is a fundamental, severe problem with the the, um, economy. And it does a lot of other things. it, it encourages businesses to make bad decisions. It encourages investors to make bad decisions. Um, so uh, we can take a look at um, Europe. Europe's always stagnating because they're always being more of a welfare state and wasting money on um, basically social services. Not that, not that all social services are a waste, but they become extraordinarily wasteful uh, most of the time so that uh that's enough about the federal reserve getting back to let's talk about um what does Corey chambers know besides doing some real estate transactions in los angeles Uh, if you look at the la loft blog going all the way back to 2011 you'll see that I'm not a perma-bear or a perma-bull. You'll see that I was very strongly, had very strong words about the enormous opportunities to take advantage of Los Angeles real estate in 2011, 2012, by purchasing real estate at that time. And I even used, well, I used several words, including, you know, getting in front of the wave um, just before the wave takes off, that's how you get maximum return on your dollar by buying at exactly the right time, which is buying precisely immediately before the um, economy, before prices shoot up. When you want to try, be buying at the at the low so that when they shoot up, you'll be getting the most maximum effect re- return on investment. So you'll see that. You'll see me talking about 
the those who are buying a loft in 2011, 2012, 2013 are you know, getting going to get an extraordinary return on their on their investment because they're going to be paying very very low prices for the properties, and they're going to shoot up so much. And I actually said that buying a loft in downtown Los Angeles in 2012 was going to be almost like getting a free loft. Well, it turned out that I that that was exactly correct. Anyone who bought a loft in 2012, uh, like I did, because uh, I put my money where my mouth was, uh, the lofts were running about you know in the low 200,000s for one of the more affordable ones. Uh, some of them in the mid-100,000s, 150,000, you can get a loft. You get a nice loft with lots of windows and light, uh, like I did for 200,000 at that time. So those lofts are now worth about 500 to 550,000. And those lofts that were 150,000 now are worth about uh, 450,000. So that's um, that's how you could tell, you know, that I'm not a perma bear and a perma bull because right now I'm no longer telling people to go buy a loft. I'm not telling people to go buy a loft and your loft is going to be free. Uh, I'm doing the opposite. I'm telling people to consider if they thought about selling and have thought about, you know, wanting to know when is the optimal time to sell. I, I t- started telling them that two years ago, that the optimal time to sell was uh, possibly coming up. I told them a year ago that the time to sell had a very, was a very high probability of being at that time, and I was exactly correct. A year ago ended up being the optimal time to sell in Los Angeles, and we're still near that point. Uh, we're still within about... to 7% of the very optimal time to sell, which was uh, just over a year ago. It's 2019 right now, October. Uh, It's certainly the fall and winter months of 2019 are not as good as the summer months of 2018 to sell. Uh, So... And those who are still trying to figure out or think they want to sell but are not 100% sure, um, if they wait a year, they're probably going to be selling for for less. And if they wait two years, they're probably going to still be selling for even less and less. So, uh, I mean, that's just the reality. Uh, first of all, I get not only do I get feedback directly from buyers and sellers every day, I also look at the statistics very frequently. At least once a month, I look very closely at the statistics for downtown Los Angeles, the greater Los Angeles area, Southern California, California State, and across the country and across the world. I wish I could more easily find uh, helpful information about international real estate markets because when you are able to look at international real estate, there becomes virtually a 100% chance that you could find markets that are booming at any given time. So even if um, the entire United States and Canada 
and Mexico are all crashing, which they pretty much are right now, uh, there are places in the world that are absolutely booming. And I don't know exactly what those are. One guy just told me a couple of days ago that he's buying a uh, property in South Africa, and it's very cheap. You can get a nice place for $200,000 in um, South Africa. Uh, and you can get a really beautiful, you know, McMansion, brand new, for for uh, two hundred to three hundred thousand um, dollars. In fact, I think a, a two hundred thousand is correct for just a you know an extraordinarily nice place. No, you cannot play with the big loggies. So. Um, Back to economics, yeah. I mean, there are fundamental uh, atrocities happening in in the um, government and business, but mostly the government, mostly the Federal Reserve is creating, you know, they have painted themselves into a corner uh, by lowering interest rates and then not raising them when they had the chance. We are now stuck with very low interest rates as while we're going into re- a recession, which means that um, the uh, the Federal Reserve uh, may have to go into negative interest rates, which, I mean, uh, giving low interest rates is already enough of a problem. Going into negative interest rates is uh, is gives you a complete and total distortion of the economy. So. Already, you really can hardly tell what's real and what's not real with money in the United States because of the interest rates being artificially low and that of all the government putting trillions of dollars into not only debt but into all sorts of wacky and radical financial instruments, that, um, especially the Federal Reserve, doing which should be a very conservative group as being a really, really radical um, group of people uh, with the you know with the money of the United States. Um, so that's probably all we want to talk about right now. Uh, talk about uh, you know what's happening with the economy, and uh, that's pretty much it. There's uh, some really bad news about the economy. And there's really good news about the economy. The United States is so big, so strong, so diverse economically, uh, so powerful and so much wealth that, um, and so many advantages that all the bad things, such as increasing expenditures on uh, things like uh, Medicare, Medi-Cal welfare, um, spending more and more money on education that's, you know, less and less pertinent, uh, forcing people to get insurance that they don't want, uh, and just a million other things that uh, that's happens with the economy that are, that are uh, you know, the same like local governments, cities, and so forth that say they don't have any money for one thing, and then they all of a sudden will say they got plenty of money for other things. So that's pretty much um, it. Thanks for listening to economics, the good and bad, and how to tell tell the difference.
how to tell the difference between a perma-bear and a perma-bull. Uh, my name's Corey Chambers, Los Angeles. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you again real soon. Bye-bye.